everyone. My name is Yumika Koya, and I'm so. I don't know. This is the first episode. <laughs> Dead. Hey, welcome to another episode of According to YK. I'm your host of the show and my name is Yumika Koya. The feedback I got from the last episode was actually beyond incredible. I got tons of wonderful and extremely helpful comments from people that I know, like my wonderful friends and my family and people that I haven't really spoken to in a while and even those that I don't really have a relationship with. I think there was even an email in the mix of it all that kind of caught me off guard because not gonna lie, I wasn't really expecting a review by email. I don't want to say that I'm surprised that my first episode was received well, but the truth is I was and I still kind of am. So big ups to me for actually having the guts. Um, Big ups to you for lending your ear and we move. So I'm recording this particular episode a couple days after my darling country's Independence Day. On the 1st of October, 58 years ago, Nigeria was granted full independence from the UK and we just started calling our own shots. This is Africa's most populated country and the city where I live, Lagos, is the most populated on the continent. This is nothing to be proud of in my opinion, but I think that's a discussion for another day. Nigerians are capable of brilliance and all the time we hear stories of people who are doing excellent things outside Nigeria in places that are unfamiliar and a bit strange and where they might not feel like themselves but they are still doing great things and we hear stories of Nigerians who are doing equally great things within the extremely uncomfortable constraints of the Nigerian system. It's quite obvious that we are gifted with a certain resilience and spirit that is kind of unmatched. You know, we've survived civil wars and dictators and thieves. We are currently in the throes of insecurity and yet we rise. You know, we rise because through it all, we still continue to eat our jollof rice and we drink our Chapman and we drink our Henny and we go to the O and Bear parties and we wear our gillies and we celebrate our wonderful and diverse cultures with such pride and we will rise. I think that's greatness. The plot twist to us all though is that we are not the greatest country. Upon all that we the people offer, we are not the greatest country in Africa or even in West Africa, just for your information. So I always find it funny when I hear some certain privileged people talk about how they love Nigeria and how there is no place like Nigeria. I'm not this, I'm not disputing that you love Nigeria and there is no place like Nigeria because there literally is no place like Nigeria. You know, it's only one Nigeria. But statements like these are made by privileged, young, and naive people, like myself, who completely forget to acknowledge 
where our great country fails and fails epically. You know, it makes me so angry because the things they show you on their Insta stories, not to throw shade at anyone, but with their beach houses and the nice cars and the caption, I love Lagos. You know, I love Lagos too, but I'm not going to open my mouth and say that Lagos is the best place ever without acknowledging the fact that my country is the poverty capital of the world. So DJ Copy, a rich kid and a DJ in Nigeria, posted on Instagram about how Nigeria was the greatest country on earth on Independence Day without even acknowledging the fact that there was some crazy massacre that happened up north in Joss the day before. I find it weird how like celebrities are so comfortable not using their platforms to share what is going on in the country and to basically pass around this message that Nigeria is the perfect place when actually it is not. You know, we are great people like I have mentioned, but there are so many problems that are we are still kind of grappling with. Of course, when Copy's post finally reached Twitter, there was a whole discussion about it. There were some people that were on her side talking about how she was in a protected bubble and why should she really be concerning herself with things that are going on in the Nigerian context as a whole. And I can understand why Copy would feel comfortable saying that kind of thing, seeing as she doesn't exactly have the same stats as your regular Nigerian. You know, she has multiple homes, she is extremely wealthy, and she can basically do whatever she wants. And she doesn't really live by any of the constraints that regular Nigerians are living with. At the same time, her post was extremely insensitive. Yeah. Fun fact is, you are a minority in your country. Most of your country is poor. I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you want to fix something, then you need to acknowledge its faults and claim responsibility. Again, I think that's another discussion for another day. Today's theme in the wake of Nigeria's 58th Independence Day is independence. So how is it that as citizens of Nigeria, we are not using our rightful individual independence to make a change? Like we are still relying or dependent on a government and a system that has failed me my entire life. I can understand why my parents would feel the need for that dependence because They were raised in an era of Nigeria where things actually worked and there was hope. Both my parents schooled in the country and received perfectly fine educations. My mother was raised on university grounds and every time we're there, she always brings up the fact that there was order and cleanliness on the campus in her youth, which is, of course, rare nowadays. I guess a part of them is hoping for a reversion to the good old days but why am i a 20 year old putting my future in the hands of people who have always failed as i'm getting older and i'm probably seeing nigeria in a more utopian sense then i start to believe that trusting the government entirely is irresponsible i'm here to present a couple concepts and a notion on how we can be independent as individuals 
to liberate our country as a whole. Like the nerd I so proudly am, I completed this edX talk online about entrepreneurship in emerging countries taught by Harvard Business School professors. And yes, I'm telling you all of this just so that you know that I'm the kind of person that actually goes out of my way to find lectures. And by the way, I would recommend edX or FutureLearn or any other MOOC platform to anyone who has access to Wi-Fi and has a learning spirit because it will make you look smarter when you tell people that you do online courses and you'll actually feel smarter because you know more stuff. The concept is institutional voids. Emerging markets are characterized by institutional voids. So that refers to the absence of intermediaries like market research firms and credit card systems to efficiently connect buyers and sellers or users and providers. And feel free to correct me on my definition, but this is what I took from the course. So in Nigeria, for example, there is no clearly defined and articulated health system. That in itself is an example of an institutional void in Nigeria as an emerging market. I do not feel comfortable going to the general hospital in Ikeja because I don't believe that there is a proper and efficient guideline put in place to get good and safe care. And I'll basically feel more comfortable going to a private hospital where there are more stakeholders and they have more to lose if they don't have a system in check because I can simply pack my money and go somewhere else. Have you ever wondered why your internet is so bad and why you're paying so much for your data? Well, that's because of another institutional void. So Nigeria doesn't actually own any internet or fiber optics. It basically has to lease the internet connection from other countries. And that costs a lot of money. That's an example of an institutional void. Because if there was a system put in place that will allow us to have the infrastructure of the internet, then the prices will come down and we will have faster connections, which could lead to so many other things. Hopefully one day, all the guidelines in terms of how entrepreneurs and organizations act in Nigeria will be highlighted clearly. But I guess the question is, how are they functioning now? The notion is, stop waiting for the government. What do you think of the idea of filling in some institutional voids with social entrepreneurship? Where you see something lacking in your country, just create an integral social initiative that would plug the hole where the system fails. As a citizen of an emerging country, then it could be your responsibility to fix some things. You definitely didn't ask for this responsibility and you're not the savior, but you'll be helping someone. And I've been accused of living in a frilly fantasy where everyone cares about everyone, but social enterprises are actually very awesome. And I feel like they get a very bad rep for not being able to make you money. Like it's still an enterprise, it's not a charity. You can still make money. You're just helping someone else. The grassroots of your assertion as an individual is to vote. It is your responsibility and in my opinion should not be considered a choice. Like it is your civic duty to do your research and make a decision no matter how hard that decision is. You need to vote. It's so important. It's just quite unfortunate that Nigeria has not even made it a right for all people to vote 
because something cannot be a responsibility until you actually have the rights to do it. So an institutional void that I literally just thought of is accessibility for voting. How do all voters reach the voting stations? I think in Nigeria, we don't have that. There's no organization in place that ensures that. There's no organization in place that even ensures that Nigerians in the diaspora can vote. So their voice is lost. There's a huge percentage of our country whose voice is lost because we don't have those systems in place. So if someone does set up an enterprise that can tackle those things, a lot of our problems or a lot of our problems related to voting may be fixed. My final statement is that we are our own people. We're not defined by the current narrative and the future is entirely ours to create. So as we navigate this world, let's do our best and hope for the best return. So you guys can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at according to YK pod. And you can send me any feedback that you have at my email, which is according to YK podcast at gmail.com. See you guys soon. Hi everyone, welcome to yet another episode of According to YK. I'm your host of... (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't do this. Okay, okay, let's start again. Mute and on mute. Okay. Nice. I'll just cut all of that part. These are the freaky bloopers. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> Let me mute it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of According to YK with your homegirl, Yimika Koya. Yes, that is me. <laughs> oh no, we have to start again. We definitely have to start again. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Okay.